Hey guys, I'm Robert. I'm Chris. And we're the Film Flamers. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. We are smack in the middle of February, and it's time to celebrate love. Happy Valentine's Day. That's right. I hope that whether you're single or married, sitting at home alone or on the prowl, you're celebrating in some way. And don't let your significant other ignore you, Dan. (laughs) We started off this month by talking about Fatal Attraction. We hope you listened to that episode. And uh, now it's time for Top Tens, and we thought we'd do something a little different this month. We normally, in our Top Tens, will pick a different theme from horror movies and, uh, you know, make our list. But in the spirit of Valentine's Day, we thought that we would bring you our favorite Top Ten creepy love songs we also have an adjoining valentine's playlist on spotify that we'll put in the show notes with all of these songs in there and more some of them are not necessarily love songs but you know just fun to listen to on valentine's day well i mean everybody loves a good love song but people in the horror community and i know myself in particular like love songs that just have a little extra right a little extra creepiness a little extra stalkeriness or obsessiveness Those are the love songs I like to listen to and talk about, and shall we get started? Yeah, let's go ahead. My number 10 favorite creepy love song is by Lady Gaga. It's a song from The Fame Monster, which is her second album, or sort of addendum to The Fame, and it's called Teeth. Don't want no money. Shit's ugly. Just want your sex. (laughs) Take a bite of my bad girl, in typical Lady Gaga fashion, this one is a complete banger, right? From start to finish, it's a huge dance song, and um, it's filled with this like general creepy horror esque imagery. Uh, she talks about people biting her, her lover biting her, wanting to like eat her, which implies some sort of like cannibalism idea. And there's some BDSM stuff going on. Um, it's super creepy. Some sample creepy lyrics from this song would be, Take a bite of my bad girl meat. Take a bite of me. Show me your teeth. Ooh, okay. Well, uh, see, I, I figured that one of us would put at least one Lady Gaga song on this uh, on this list. And I figured that would be bad romance because, like, I want your disease, all that stuff, you know? Uh, you know, and it almost made my list, but uh, that sounds even creepier. So yeah, I do like that song a lot. But I mean, I when I listen to Teeth, I really get a sense of like a vampiristic sort of scene in my head, right? So you're going, you're going horror. Yeah, like straight on horror for this. I mean, I know the song itself is not really creepy. It's just a dance song and <laughs> what. song is but... dedicated to my ex, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> you still have to watch that. Okay. What's your number 10? My number 10 is, okay, so it's number 10 because it's not really a love song per se. It's, it's you, could, you could say that if you know the meaning behind it, but it's called If I Had a Heart and it's by Fever Ray. Now, this has been um, featured as the opening song for the History Channel's show Vikings, and it was also used in Breaking Bad at kind of a turning point in the show where he's no longer doing all these horrible things to, like, 
uh, get money for his family after he dies, but he's do- he's doing it because he enjoys power and control. And uh, never seen it. Yeah, so it's <laughs> um, it's it's basically a love song from death, uh, seducing you to give up the battle, whatever battle you're struggling with. Uh, some of the lyrics are, um, "This will never end because I want more, more. Give me more, give me more. If I had a heart, I could love you. If I had a voice, I would sing." So it's it's and it sounds probably out of all of our songs. That sounds really depressing. It actually. sounds really creepy. So mm, yeah, it does. Yeah. I mean. So, but it's 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 also pretty cinematic and epic, and that's probably why it's been used in so many like films and TV shows and stuff. So, yeah, I'm not super familiar with that song. I really need to go and listen to it because that sounds intriguing. Yeah, very much. Uh, my number nine creepy love song is "Girlfriend in a Coma" by The Smiths. Girlfriend in a coma, I know, I know, it's really really a big fan of Morrissey so much. I like a lot of Smith songs from his earlier work, but the song itself sounds really capricious. It's very lighthearted, you know, just like like Morrissey always does. He writes these really depressing songs that sound happy or whatever. It's a shtick. But this one is crazy because he's talking about a girlfriend in a coma and whether or not she'll make it through. And you somehow get the sense in this song that either he caused her to be in a coma or he's just not really that sad about it. A sample lyric from this that's super creepy is, there are times that I could have murdered her, but you know, I'd hate anything to happen to her. <laughs> I mean, it's just, um, it's a fun song for all the wrong reasons. That's a rather specific song. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> uh, someone once said about Morrissey that he writes a song title, but he cannot write a song. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. My number nine is uh, The Air That I Breathe by The Hollies. And it's really about like completely losing yourself in someone to like an unhealthy degree, in my opinion. Some of the lyrics are, can't think of anything I need, no cigarettes, no sleep, no light, no sound, nothing to eat, no books to read. So every time I hear that lyric, no books to read, I, it sounds like when he's singing, he says no bugs to eat. <laughs> you know, I have heard you sing this song, especially with your sister around, and I really thought that was the lyric. So you just blew my mind right now. Yeah. <laughs> And then it says, "All I need is the air that I breathe and to love you." And so it's it's just a little, yeah, it's 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 a little E.B. Cray, and it also also kind of sounds a little a little creepy. Yeah, well, things. I mean, it definitely sounds like you're yeah. completely uh, possessing somebody, right? Yeah, or and of course, yours. this is uh, everyone kind of knows this song, or if they don't know the title or who's by, they they know it how it goes. 
Yeah, I know. My mom loves this song. I'm sure she would disagree with this being on this creepy list, but maybe I'll just explain it to her next time. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number eight is called Good Night and Go by Imogene Heap. Why'd you have to be so cute? It's impossible to ignore you. Must you make me laugh so much? It's bad enough we get along so well. Say goodnight She's one of my favorite musicians. She was in a group called Fru Fru a couple years ago. And um, this song itself is another really happy sounding song, but the lyrics are so incredibly creepy. Uh, The person singing the narrator is obviously some sort of like stalker who has seen someone from afar and she's totally planned out how they should meet what's going to happen in their relationship. And she sort of explains how she knows all these things about, you know, his or her details, right? Or their life. Um, for example, a sample lyric would be, follow you home, you've got your headphones on and you're dancing. I got lucky, a beautiful shot, you're taking everything off, watch your curtain wide open. So, I mean, she's like following people home, watching them in their apartment. And toward the end of the song, she starts to make this scenario in her head of how she's going to spend the night with her, you know, beloved. And she's planning on like breaking her heater to make sure they get to sleep together and stuff like that. It's just a really creepy song that again has a very fun dancey background to it my number eight is love fool by the cardigans Love this song. Yeah, it's super fun. Like, it sounds like super positive and fun, but if you like listen to the lyrics, it's really kind of dark. Uh, I, it's about like a complete loss of individuality or, or dignity. Uh, it's like, tell me what I want to hear as long as you stay with me. Like, it's, <laughs> I don't care if you actually love me, just treat me like you do so like I, I can be okay. This is getting into weird, you know, codependent strange toxic territory and some of the lyrics of course are like so i cry i pray and i beg love me love me say that you love me fool me fool me go on and fool me and it's it's really about just like i don't care as long as you're with me as you know you can feel about me whatever you want to feel just fake it and i'll be okay (laughs) it's so weird because i remember loving this song when i was in high school and like driving down the road as a 16 17 year old and just singing it and you never stop to think about how creepy the lyrics really are well it's from romeo and juliet it's gonna be creepy i mean so there's a there's a couple there might be a couple other uh songs from that soundtrack on this playlist that soundtrack is filled with unrequited creepy love songs so yeah i mean i'm sure Mm mm-hmm Uh, number seven for me is from George Michael, uh, who is, you know, my perennial gay favorite. Uh, it's called Father Figure. It's from the album Faith, which is like his epic masterpiece, right? And uh, this song itself, while not probably intentionally creepy, has like the creepiest 
pedophilic sounding lyrics known to man. Um, a sample lyric from this will be, uh, it's the chorus, I'll be your father figure, put your tiny hand in mine, right? And then later on, <clears throat> after one of the choruses, he sings, greet me with the eyes of a child. And I'm like, come on, man, that's just nuts. So did he write that or did he? Yeah, I mean, like he wrote this song and a lot of people speculate that it's it's supposed to be some sort of like tired of being in the closet thing. Because when Faith came out, he he was not out of the closet. Um, And I've tried to listen to it in that context and I just don't get it. All I hear when I hear this song is some like creepy pederast. Yeah. I mean, do you know that song? Right. Oh yes, of course. I mean, it was a big hit for him. Well, and I, yeah, and I've listened to it on our uh, Valentine's playlist on Spotify. So, right. Yeah. So I mean, I just cannot believe that people I at the time. Be father, Put your tiny hand in mine. That's gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, and I mean, people loved that song when it came out. I'm like, what the hell was wrong with all these people in the '80s? But you know what? I had that 45 record when when it came out in the '80s. It's how old I am. <laughs> so <laughs> you didn't have the cassette tape. Come on. <laughs> I'm sure I did at some point, but I love my records. I mean, come on. All right. Well, my number seven is Every Breath You Take by The Police. And you know what? As The Police, they should have known better. <laughs> Because this song is about complete obsessive control of another human being. There's no law against stalking people. Well, okay. Oh, wait, maybe there is. Every breath you take, every move you make, every bond you break, every step you take, I'll be watching you. Can't you see you belong to me? (laughs) Yeah, that's a little stalkery. It's not creepy at all. I mean, that's just true love. Why do I feel like all of these are on, like, Alex's playlist from Fatal Attraction? Like... (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> she loves them all and repeat that's the next record she has after Madam Butterfly <laughs> I like uh, there's a certain part in Every Breath You Take where he like breaks it down because it's so monotonous that song it's like dun 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 the entire time and then he gets to that part since you're gone I've been lost without a trace you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's my favorite part of that song. It's a great song. I should have put it on my yeah. fucking list. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's your number six? Uh, my number six is E.T. by Katy Perry. In general, the lyrics to this are very, very horror-esque. She's sort of implying a love affair with like a supernatural or extraterrestrial being. And her descriptives for their love and their sex is just beyond creepy and scary. Uh, A sample lyric from the chorus is, Kiss me, infect me with your love, and fill me with your poison. Take me, want to be a victim, ready for abduction. Boy, you're an alien. Your touch is so foreign, so supernatural, extraterrestrial. It's uh, I don't know where to put my emotions on that. 
I mean, again, it's like a nice club banger, right? So you don't really pay attention to the lyrics as much, maybe. But if you sit down and really listen to it, the entire thing is weird. Plus, she uses really big words that I'm pretty sure that Katy Perry doesn't say, like transcendental. So, I mean, somebody else must have written this for her, but it's a creepy song nonetheless. Well, my number six is My Sharona by The Knack. This is like straight up like underage seduction and pedophilia, in my opinion. Like it's like some of the lyrics, never going to stop. Give it up. Such a dirty mind. I always get it up for the touch of the younger kind. Uh, that sounds str- like George Michael got a cue from this song to write his, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this is a little disturbing. And it's like I almost regretting this list because I'm never going to view any of these songs the same way again. Yes, you will. I mean, come on. I just can't sing that in my car. Always get it up for the touch of the younger kind. Just make sure your windows are rolled up so the person next to you at the red light can't hear. Okay. What's your number five? Uh, My number five is Your House by Alanis Morissette. And uh, this song is a hidden track from her second best album, Jagged Little Pill. I went to your house. I walked up the stairs. I open your door without ringing the bell I walk down the hall Into your room Where I could smell you And I shouldn't be here The narrator of the song breaks into her boyfriend's house and goes through all his stuff and um, does all sort of manner of creepy shit she ultimately finds something that she doesn't want to know which will end their relationship but she spends a lot of time in his house all by herself like going through his personal things trying on his clothes taking a bath and stuff like that is david coolia that interesting (laughs) you ought to know Uh, a sample creepy lyric from your house is i took off my clothes put on your robe went through your drawers and I found your cologne. Later on, she says, I shouldn't stay long. You might be home soon. Like she clearly knows that she's doing something wrong with this. So, I mean, just breaking and entering (laughs) basic flirting, I guess. I don't know. Um, Yeah. At this point, my number five is I'm on fire by Bruce Springsteen. Hey, little girl, is your daddy home? Did he go? Oh, good choice. Yeah, so yet more one-sided pedophilia grossness from this song. <laughs> so wait, all of our songs at this point are about like stalkers or pedophiles. It's, yeah, yeah, like 
Like, okay, so like, hey, little girl, is your daddy home? Did he go away and leave you all alone? Mmm, I've got a bad desire. Oh, 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 I'm on fire. Only you can cool my desire. And what what really bugs me about the, what really bugs me about these lyrics is that literally what's written into the lyrics, literally written into them, is the the mmms and the oohs and the woos. They're mm. literally written into the song. They're not just like something he's doing, right? I'm on fire. Yeah. Doesn't he also say in that song he's like, oh, it feels like someone took a knife and cut a six-inch valley in the middle of my soul or something like that. So, I mean, yeah. Well, he, yeah, it is in his skull. Oh, is that what he says? It's a six-inch, like, slice into a skull. Oh, my God. Like with our, yeah, so it's... Uh, <laughs> what the hell's wrong with the boss? Well, honestly, like, he's singing it like it's a sad love song or something. Like, it's, it's kind of a... Yeah, it's kind of melancholy. It has a melancholy element to the song, but it's super creepy. You know what's sad is how much I love that song, too. Mm. And I also love Father Figure, so I don't know what that says about me. I should be completely ashamed of myself. Well, I mean, that's not your issue because these are all hits. So <laughs> That's right. You're not alone. Uh, my number four um, is a song by Tori Amos, and she is my favorite artist of all time. I love Tori Amos so, so much. And I really wanted this song to be higher on my list. It's just not the creepiest to me, but it's 97 Bonnie and Clyde. Come on, hey, hey, we're going to the beach. Grab a couple of toys and let Dennis trap you in the car seat. Where's Mama? She's taking a little nap in the trunk. Oh, that smell. Daddy must have run over a skunk. Now, I know what you're thinking. It's kind of late to go swimming, but you know your mama. She's one of those type of women that do crazy things. And if she don't get her way, she'll throw fit. Don't play with Dada's toy knife, honey. Let go of it. And don't look so upset. Why you acting bashful? Don't you want to help Dada build a sand castle? And Mama said she wants to show you how far she can float. Now, that's originally Eminem, right? Right. Yeah, this is sort of a haunting, reimagined cover of Eminem's murderous anthem and ultimately a love song to his daughter. Um, but it's sung... Her version is sung from the perspective of the dead ex-wife in the trunk, right? So it's like telling the story after she's already dead is how like Tori imagined it to be. Um, a sample lyric from this that's, you know, creepy is, uh, Mama said she wants to show you how far she can float. And don't worry about that little boo-boo on her throat. It's just a little scratch. Um, the song like is, something the clown from It would say. <laughs> I know. Well, we're all going to float here, right? Um, the song is terrifying, both versions of it. Uh, to think that a man could murder his ex-wife, girlfriend, whatever, mother of his child, and then involve his child in the disposal of his bo- of, her, of her body is just like terrifying to me. And the way that Tori Amos sings the song and the background track to it is just amazingly creepy. Every time I hear it, I'm on edge. And the very end of the song has these like strings that sort of build to a crescendo that just remind me of like tons of horror movie cues, things like Psycho and stuff like that. And so it's just an amazingly creepy song. Um, and I've even played it for people like my, my father who could give two shits about Tori Amos. And he likes this. Okay. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's a, a great addition. Yeah. 
My number four is One Way or Another by Blondie. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's a lot of stalker bullshit, um, possible breaking and entering, and who knows what else, but like some of the lyrics are, I'll drive past your house, and if the lights are all down, I'll see who's around. One way or another, I'm going to find you, I'm going to get you. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Again, my God, all these fun songs just, (laughs) when you really dive into it. Well, it sounds so playful and like... You know, everything else in the song. But when you get down to the lyrics, like a lot of these are just like very separate from their tone. They're like really creepy. I mean, if you just say, I'm going to get you, that's creepy. But when you say, I'm going to get you, get you, get you, get you, I mean, yeah. that's a little better. I mean, if I'm going to die, at least she's being playful with it. So come on. Mm-hmm. All right, where are we at? Number three? Yeah. Uh, my number three is a throwback to some alternative 90s. Um, it's Possum Kingdom by the Toadies. This song at face value has a narrator who has some sort of violent intentions toward the object of his affection. Um, But like most Toadie songs, this is not my interpretation of it. A sample lyric from this that's creepy is, Behind the boathouse, I'll show you my dark secret. Later on in the song, he sings, Do you want to die? I promise you I'll treat you well, my sweet angel. So help me, Jesus. Um, I think throughout the song, it's clear that, you know, on face value, he's talking about murdering somebody. But the way I interpret it really is just like some sort of unrequited teenage love, like trying to find sex when you can. Yeah, it sounds like he's trying to seduce someone and he's really desperately in love with them. Well, but he's also putting all that kind of darkness into those lyrics. And I, I think that wasn't just accidentally there. No, but I mean, and they, they write a lot of dark songs about love. Yeah, right? and it could have been easily about a crime that they heard about on the news because the Toadies would do that. They, I mean, they do. But I mean, I also know that the French call an orgasm like petite mort, right? The little death, right? So if you're asking somebody, do you want to die in a sexual sense? He could be, he could be saying that. Either way... If somebody's like trying to kill somebody or describing sex as death, I mean, it's still dark. And he's talking about death a lot in this song. So yeah. it's ultimately very creepy and very dark. Yeah, and I'd, I'd, I'd almost think that they mean it really more on the surface because I really don't think the Toadies are that deep. I mean, come on. Of course they are. <laughs> well, my number three is also by the Toadies, and it's a song called Tyler. I love Tyler. 
<laughs> so this is about breaking, entering, raping, possibly kidnapping, and fleeing the country. <laughs> so, I mean, come on. Uh, it's got all of the big hits there, except for pedophilia, so thank God. Yeah, finally. Yeah. So, uh, some of the lyrics. I hear her call out to me. I hear the fear in her voice. She pulls the covers tighter. I press against the door. I will be with her tonight. We can drive to any place, and in the morning, into Mexico, we'll wake up. You and I have talked about this song before. Because, I mean, okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are both 90s children. We grew up in the 90s, and we love 90s music. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, the Toadies down here in Texas is a pretty big part of our lives. And uh, we've had some disagreements on Tyler, as I recall. Yeah, right? I think I, I, I did a lot of research on that. And it was that they had a, a string of kind of breaking and entering and, and uh, rapes and stuff going on in Tyler. And that's why the song is named Tyler. And that's what the song is about. Um, it kind of changed its meaning over the years as they sung it and stuff. Because it's like not a great <laughs> song to sing about over, over years and years. So I've heard different things. But... Um, Honestly, if you go down to the root of it and you look at those interviews when after they were first doing it, even today, I believe they will say, yes, it's about <laughs> the stuff that was happening in Tyler. And I'm never quite satisfied just like leaving it at what whatever the author says. You know what I mean? I, I love my own interpretations, especially when it comes to music. And even as a teenager, when I heard this song, I never got that. No I mean, one did. Yeah, I never felt it was. But that if you dark. Listen, if you just even read it. Like I really just thought it was about somebody like breaking into his girlfriend's house to have sex with her. I mean, which is equally as bad. Plus, he's eating all their food. But I mean, yeah, I I sort of thought they were like leaving for Mexico together, you know. But I mean, like when you listen to it from that context, it's like incredibly disturbing. Yes, it is, and I I believe that's the truth of it. But you know, honestly, once it's out in the world, we can reinterpret it whatever way we want. So, I mean, so we have a Toadies album with both these songs on it. So clearly they've got some sort of like issues when it comes to love. Yeah. Or at least sex, I guess. What's your number two? Uh, my number two is Possession by Sarah McLaughlin. This is getting very Lilith fair for me. Um, <laughs> it's got some uh, dreamlike lyrics that sort of describes love to the point of obsession, ending in the possible murder of one's lover. Um, a sample creepy lyric is from the chorus. And I will be the one to hold you down, kiss you so hard, I'll take your breath away. And after, I'd wipe away the tears, just close your eyes, dear. Later, the narrator sings, Into a sea of waking dreams I follow without pride. Nothing stands between us here and I won't be denied. Right? So it's just like um, really obsessive love mm -hmm. from a poetic standpoint. And what makes it even creepier is that Sarah McLaughlin wrote this song in response to a couple of stalkers, like some really stalkery fans that she had. Um, she's from Canada, so I don't know how stalkery they get up there, but apparently it was pretty bad. Um, they wrote letters to her, and one of them really sort of like insinuated that they already had a relationship going on, and she was very disturbed by that, so she wrote this song in response. 
Later on, this man sued her, <laughs> saying that the lyrics were directly taken from his love poems that he wrote in his stalkery manner. And I don't know what kind of case that he was trying to bring against her. Ultimately, he committed suicide. I don't know Jeez. if because of it or not. But I mean, like, if you look at Sarah McLachlan, you know, it's not really something that you would imagine happening to her, right? No. So it really gives the song a totally different feeling when you know the background to I mean, it. Who was she dating? Alanis Morissette? <laughs> or somebody else from Lilith Fair? Liz Fair. <laughs> but uh, I love this song so, so, so much. And every time I hear it, I get creeped out by it. But also, I kind of want somebody to love me that much. I mean, not quite to the point of death, but I mean, like... I mean, that's some serious commitment. Yeah. Well, on that note, my number two is a song called Join Me in Death. And we've wasted for so long for this moment to come. We're so anxious to be together, together in death. Him is a band that like uh, was really big in I think in, in Europe in the late '90s, early thousands, until they got bigger, I guess, in America. But um, there, that this song was actually featured in a, a horror-ish sci-fi movie called The Thirteenth Floor, and as like I think they're like the main featured song in the trailer as well as the film itself. I, I believe I've never seen that. Yeah, and uh, and it's really about like Shinju, right? It's about suicide pact. So some of the lyrics in here is, This world is a cruel place, and we're here only to lose. So before life tears us apart, death bless me with you. Won't you die tonight for love, baby? Join me in death. <laughs> oh, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so like murder-suicide stuff going on here, which is like straight up. It doesn't even try to hide it under any kind of onion layers or anything. It's just straight up. <laughs> <laughs> Murder, suicide, suicide pact. Yeah. But at least no pedophilia. That's true. That's, yeah. Yeah, we got past that stage. We're getting straight up into, like, in, into murder territory here. So, okay, I don't know. What's what's creepier? Like, a, a suicide pact amongst people, right? Or, like, well, obviously murder is creepier. Well, this is someone trying to convince their lover to kill themselves with them. So, like... Oh, God, that's dark. Yes. <laughs> Like, this world is so horrible. Here, you know, here's your flavor aid. Let's go kill <laughs> Thank you for saying flavor aid and not Kool Aid. Right? <sighs> All right. This life ain't worth living. My number one. And my number one. Is number one crush. Is number one crush. That's right. <laughs> Nothing quite wraps all of this dysfunction and toxicity into a song such as Garbage's number one crush. Why? Because obsession to the point of murder and death has to be our number one. <laughs> That's right. We've got some disturbing lyrics here describing some really stalkerish actions. 
and obsessive emotions after a breakup. I mean, I assume it's a breakup. What do you think? I don't know. No, I think it's literally just someone saying, you know, like the, from the lyrics, I would die for you. I would kill for you. I would steal for you. I do time for you to be close to you, to be a part of you. And for some reason, they would steal ships. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I don't know what that's all about, but that seems pretty big commitment. My, uh, my favorite creepy lyric from this song is, um, I will twist the knife and bleed my aching heart and tear it apart. I mean, like that. That's some hardcore fucking love right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that t- this one takes it all the way home, and that's why it's our number one crush and i mean we we cannot go on without saying too that garbage themselves is like the pinnacle of obsessive creepy unrequited love songs it's like every time they write a song that's what it's about yeah and she probably wrote the lyrics from her own blood because she was a big cutter let's face it people (laughs) well i think that too this is a stalkery thing too i was trying to find some info about it but i mean maybe shirley mance is just pretty hush hush i don't know um other songs that they've had that are very similar in vain are vow super vixen i think i'm paranoid temptation waits which is from the buffy soundtrack too yeah yeah my lover's box milk it's all over but the crying Every time they write a song, it's all a creepy love song. I'm only happy when it rains. (laughs) (laughs) I love that song, too. (laughs) I love garbage. Um, I don't know. I mean, can we look through this list and sort of like... Is there another creepier love song than Number One Crush? I don't I don't think so. Well, any one of these, depending on your perspective, could be creepier than Number One Crush. Number One Crush is just very succinct. Yeah. They get the point home very quickly. That's right. Yeah. Lyrics are there. Mm-hmm. Murder, death, suicide, stealing, all this crime. I am going to go through my list again, and I, I really think that the police has to be on there. That was a, that was a good choice. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thanks for adding that one. Of course. Uh, guys, tell us what you think about our creepy love songs. Do you have a favorite? Which one do you play all the time on Valentine's Day? Yeah, we know there's a ton more, and that's why they're on our uh, Spotify playlist. So check out our show notes and uh, get on it. That's right. Um, I, I don't know how many songs are on our list right now, but there's a lot. Like 50. Uh, 50. Yeah. Like 50 songs. You could spend your entire Valentine's Day just listening to these in the dark, switching a lamp on and off. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, you can tell us how you think about it on social media. We are at the Film Flamers on Twitter and Facebook, or you could email us. And Chris, what's our email address? Tiredqueens at filmflamers.com. That's right. Uh, also, look for us on Patreon at patreon.com slash thefilmflamers. We can find lots of bonus content. We've put a ton of stuff up there on February. And if you haven't already noticed via social media, the Film Flamers are a weekly podcast at this point. So look for us every week in your podcast feeds. And coming out on Patreon this month, we'll have some of our entrails of a scene. We'll have our Brightest Flame Award for the Best Special Effects Makeup Artist. And maybe a few other surprises. That's right. So check that out. And also, if you love our podcast, don't forget to go rate and review us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. It really helps spread the word. And uh, any feedback that we get from you is super helpful. And we take it super seriously. And we'll probably even call it out and talk about it. That's right. So we look forward to hearing from you for the rest of the month. Look for our new episodes. And we're going to leave you with the dulcet tones of Number One Crush by Garbage. Dulcet. (laughs) (laughs) I would die for you. 
I would steal a ship for you. <laughs> I need time for you. Why is that in the lyrics? Even? I don't like, know. How big is this ship? Is it a yacht? Is she like hijacking a cruise ship? <laughs> I mean, where do they live, too? There's so many questions. Let's go listen to that song. <laughs> Let's listen to the dulcet tones. Okay, sweet dreams. <laughs> <laughs> go to bed. <laughs> Tired queens. 